John chapter 8. John chapter 8, beginning with verse 1. These are the words you'll find there. John 8, beginning with verse 1. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, came again into the temple. All the people came unto him. And he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what saith thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have accused him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. Amen, amen. He that is without sin. Now, everybody repeat after me. Repeat after me. I don't know where he's going with this. But he ain't talking about me today. <laughs> he that is without sin. As a matter of fact, all of us here in the sound of my voice, we are arrested by this subject because all of us here, everybody in the sound of my voice, we are walking and breathing testimonies of Revelations 3.23. All have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. So, why would Jesus make such a statement? He that was, is without sin. If, if you and I know it, if we know our sinful condition, surely he knows it. Why would he even make a statement like that? He that is 
without sin. But my brothers and my sisters, I believe that this text is tailored to teach you and I. It's tailored to keep us grounded. Amen. Lest any of us begin to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. I believe, my brothers and my sisters, I believe that this story is shared to keep you and I from thinking that we have arrived. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe that, that this is tailored to show us that, yeah, that we have not arrived and so that we won't think that we are somehow better than those who are yet struggling, trying to get to where we think we are. Oh, we may be better off, but we are no better than anybody. Are y'all hearing this? Let, 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 let's take a look now at this story that John records. According to the word, according to the word, it's early in the morning. Jesus shows up in the temple. And as usually, as usual, wherever Jesus shows up, a crowd gathers. According to the word, this crowd gathers around him to hear his teaching. Jesus now is in the midst of teaching. Right in the midst of doing what he came to do. When a group of Pharisees and scribes, religious folk. He's there in the midst of his teaching session and these Pharisees and these scribes show up dragging a woman down the aisle. Y'all hear this now. They interrupt a teaching session just to bring a woman down the aisle and listen to what they said to Jesus. They said, Jesus, let me just throw this in. You sort of wonder why they wasn't in study. But anyway, that, that's another sermon. But they said, Jesus, 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 master, master, this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. Now, 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 put on your thinking cap. You sort of know now that something is up. You sort of know that, that, that something is up because the charge is adultery, but they only bring one suspect. What's up with that? What's, charge is adultery, but... They only bring one, are y'all hearing me? You, you, you don't have to be Jesus to figure that out. <laughs> Some things you can't do by yourself. That's, yeah, they bring, you know something is up because they just bring one suspect. But it doesn't take long, brothers and sisters. It doesn't take long to figure it out. It doesn't take long to figure it out that this really doesn't have anything to do with this woman. Are y'all hearing me? 
you, you, found, you figured out that this really ain't got nothing to do with this woman. It really ain't got nothing to do with the act. What they're doing is trying, uh, there's an attempt to trap Jesus. Listen to him in verse 5. Listen, listen to him in verse, verse 5 now. They said, now Jesus, Moses in the law says that anybody caught doing this ought to be stoned. Moses said that such should be stoned. But what do you say? <laughs> Are y'all hearing this? Oh, we, we know the Bible. We've been reading the Bible. And we know what Mo Moses says, that she should be stoned. What we want to know is what do you say? Are y'all hearing me? They, they really just find a way to, to, to accuse him. Uh, you see, here it is right here. If Jesus says, don't stone her, then he's violating the laws of Moses. If he says, stone her, he is violating Roman law. Because only the Roman government can sentence somebody to death. So we think we got him here. Which way will he go? Which way will he go? If, yeah, if he says stoner, he's wrong. If he says don't stoner, we got him. Look at how Jesus responds. Listen, don't miss this now. Bent over. And he started writing on the ground. He started writing on the, on the ground. Now let me help my preachers out here. I've I've heard whole sermons built around what he wrote. Don't y'all do that because we don't know what he wrote. <laughs> we, the Bible doesn't tell us. Him. We're in dangerous territory when we start trying to preach something that ain't there. Yeah, we don't know what he wrote. All we know is he bent down and start writing on the ground. I learned something from Jesus. I learned, verse 6 there says that he acted like he didn't even hear him. I learned something from Jesus right there. A whole lot of things I don't get right, but I learned that. Jesus acted like he didn't. Now get it, he heard him. He just acted like Ain't nobody else shouting. Reverend Sister Beverly ought to be shouting right now. <laughs> she know I'm telling the truth. He acted like, he acted like he did not hear what they are saying. And I, brothers and sisters, I got that down packed. I, I got that down packed. You see me walking around here with my head up in the air like I'm in the car. No, 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 I heard you. Y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, I'm yet to wonder. I, I ain't figured out yet why it is that we feel a need to have a rapid response to everything. 
Why, why is it that we feel like anything anybody runs to us with, we got to come up with a response, right? Are y'all hearing me? Sometimes the best thing to do is keep your mouth shut. And act like. <laughs> y'all, y'all fellas don't get in trouble now. I'm, I'm just talking about me. I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And act like you just didn't hear. They said, let me help somebody out here. Because it gives me room to help somebody. Because somebody sitting here right now in the sound of my voice. And you've gone to the Lord. You stated your case. You laid out your petition before him. And you are convinced You've been waiting on it so long, you, have, you are convinced that, yeah, yeah, that Jesus did not hear you. Been so long, you've been waiting so long, and you've almost convinced yourself that Jesus did not hear you. But the word gives me room to tell you he heard you. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, yeah, the word gives me room to tell you he heard you. Sometimes he just acts like. Why would he do that? Why will he do? Well, let me share this little thing I do know. I, I do know that it's in that time that I'm waiting on him to answer that I grow the most. Y'all ain't hearing me? I, I say, it's that time between my asking and God answering. That's the time that I grow the most. I, I have come to realize that they that wait, y'all ain't hearing me. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew that. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, my brothers and sisters, he heard you. Don't give up on him. You just can't hurry God. I wonder if I got a witness up in here. You can't hurry God. You just got to wait. You got to trust him in giving time no matter how long it takes. And since I started, I might well go on and finish. He's a God that you can't hurry. He'll be there, don't you worry. Oh, he may not come when you want him. But I declare he's always right on time. But when he did answer, he did answer. But when he did answer, it was not the answer they were looking for. Look at how Jesus diffuses this situation. First thing that he did, the first thing that he did, watch it now. He restates the charges, but he removes the labels. Are y'all hearing this? They call it adultery. He called it what it was, sin. He restates the charges, but he removes the labels. You see, we like labels. Yeah, we like the label stuff. We we like the label stuff because when you label stuff, that gives me room to say I ain't ever done that. Y'all hear me? 
we like to put a label on it because then we can look at somebody else and say, well, I might be, might not be all that, but I ain't ever done that. But Jesus took, he, he took the label off of it and called it what it really is. He calls it sin. See, but when you remove the label and call it what it is, then you begin to realize that I'm no better than anybody else. Are y'all hearing me? When you remove the label and call it what it is, you realize that I am no better than anybody else because all have sinned. And are y'all hearing me? Short of the glory of God. We read that, and I don't, I don't know if we really understand the concept of all have sin and come short. But let me let me just give you this little illustration. I just shared it with the class the other night. A hundred foot tsunami is on the way, and the only place of safety is on top of a hundred foot building. I got a ten foot ladder. You got an 80-foot ladder. Now, you might make fun of me because my ladder is shorter than yours. You might think you something because I got a 10-foot ladder and you got an 80-foot ladder. But guess what? When the 100-foot tsunami comes, y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of us going to perish. Because all of us are too short. All have sinned and come short. I'm trying to help somebody here. All have sinned and it really doesn't matter how short your ladder is, how long yours is, uh, none of them will reach. I know I'm right about it. Now, we have to be careful with this next move of Jesus. We got to be careful with this because if you read this thing the wrong way and the most of us think we're reading it, 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 it looks like Jesus is reducing the penalty for sin. If you read it wrong, if you read it wrong, you, you will think that he, that Jesus is taking sin lightly. But I need to assure you this morning, I need to assure you this morning uh, that the wages of sin is still death. And the reason I'm spending time on this, the reason I'm going through this is uh, because it is important. And the reason it is important is uh, because if you can't comprehend the horror of the penalty, you will never comprehend the sweetness of the pardon. That's worth writing down right there. That's worth writing down right there. If you cannot comprehend the horror of the penalty, you will never comprehend how sweet the pardon is. Are y'all hearing me? But I'll show you. Show you what he did. Show you what he did do. Set forth here. This is what Jesus does. This is brilliant. What Jesus did do is he, he set forth 
some qualifications for the executioners. I'm going to take my time because y'all need to get this. He set forth qualifications for the executioners. Yes, the wages of sin is death. Yes, sin is punishable by death. But it just doesn't seem right for one sinner to execute another sinner for sinning. Really thought to be y'all, y'all, y'all would act a little better. I said it doesn't seem right for one sinner to execute another sinner for sinning. So what Jesus does, he sets forth qualifications for the ex- executioners. Yes, she sinned. Yes. She deserves to die. The only thing I ask is that this sinner be executed by somebody who has no sins. Are y'all hearing me? That's all I'm asking. Jesus said that. That's all I'm asking. I'm asking uh, that this sinner be executed executed by somebody who has no sin. He that is without sin. Let him cast the first stone. Now imagine that was a sort of awkward time there. (laughs) Read it, read it, read it when you get home. The Bible says, (laughs) it's funny, that the old men started throwing their rocks down first. They just laid them. <laughs> they just laid them down. Oh, oh now, I, don't, I don't know what it was about these old men. These, these old men just, laid, just went on and laid their rocks down. And, and I, I can just imagine those young guys looking at them old men saying, well, I really thought he'd be able to. <laughs> I know I can't throw mine, but I really thought... <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? Bible says that they, they began to throw their rocks down and walk away. Not one in the crowd was able to throw a stone. Now, I could end this story right here. And we would all leave here with the point, but if I stop right here, Somebody ought to charge me with spiritual malpractice. (laughs) Because if the truth be told, really examine this scripture. Really look through that crowd, pull that crowd again. You'll see that there really was somebody there that could have thrown a stone. Are y'all hearing me? You take your time and look at it and examine that group. There was in that group one who could have thrown a stone. Are y'all hearing me? 
There was indeed one there in the crowd who was able to throw. There was somebody there who was without sin. And my brothers and my sisters, here is the essence of the gospel message. And the essence of the gospel message is Jesus could have, but he didn't. Anybody want to shout? That's a good place. That's a good place right there. He could have, but he chose not to. And the reason why was because that, that, that would have defeated his whole purpose for coming into the world. You see, John 3.17 says, For God sent, uh, yeah, me, not his own son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. 2 Corinthians 5, 21, for he, God, has made himself, yes, he has made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might be made righteousness of God. Isaiah said it like this, surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrow. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes yes we are healed yes are y'all hearing me and here is the mystery yeah the greatest mystery of all yeah he did all of that for me and here is what i think about every day i don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cared. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. But I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad he did. Where would I be if Jesus didn't love me? Where would I be if Jesus didn't care? Where would I be? If it hadn't sacrificed his life, ah, ah, oh, but I'm glad, I'm glad he did. Yeah, yeah, he left his mighty throne in glory to tell us a redemption story. Then he came and he died just for you and me. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad. I'm glad that he did. He that is without sin. We all stand convicted, but we all stand blessed because Jesus came for that crowd. That's why he came. The way some of us act and the way some of us live our lives, you think Jesus died for nothing. He came to die for sinners 
came to die for those who still ain't quite got it right yet. And today, I want to give you opportunity. I need you to know that it ain't too late. That he's still snatching souls. Still snatching souls from out of the jaws of death. Let me try this. I don't know why Jesus loved me.